Welcome to Mindset Reset Radio. I'm your host, Jess, and I'm on a mission to help female entrepreneurs like you get intentional in life and business. So if you're feeling stuck, you're looking for inspiration, or you just want to be reminded that you're not alone on this crazy entrepreneurial journey, you've landed in the right place. You can join our community of intention getters on Instagram at Jessica Thiefels, that's me, and you can learn more about how I can support you in business and mindset at jessicathiefels.com. Finally, if you love what you hear, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. I'll be forever grateful. Now, sit back, grab a journal, and get ready to start living with intention. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Mindset Reset Radio. We are here today with Irena Sargent, aka Chill Sargent, who is a transformational speaker, mental wellness champion, and marketing and innovation leader with nearly two decades of diverse experience spanning multiple industries, including workplace design, consumer goods, and tech. As the head anti-burnout champion and the visionary behind Hookie Wellness, she's on a mission to empower high-achieving professionals and organizations to craft their personalized burnout relief strategies, equipping them with the clarity, confidence, and vital relief valves to stay one step ahead of burnout. She's the go-to expert in the field of burnout and has touched the lives of thousands, including clients at esteemed companies such as Google, Deloitte, Microsoft, LinkedIn, and more. She has an MBA from Indiana University, and her insights and wisdom have earned her spotlight on NPR Life Kit, Thrive Global, Balanced Black Girl Podcast, and so much more. Wow. I am so excited you're here with us today. Thank you for joining. Thank you for having me. I I always love to join platforms that are talking about wellness. How can we grow and develop and uh, make an impact on this world? So excited for this combo. Yes. So before we jump into the topic, can you give us a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Absolutely. Um, Thank you for reading my bio. It still is always like, oh, wait, that's me Um, Mm -hmm. when I hear it. Um, But love to talk about my journey uh, because it was not something that I'd planned uh, to end up in the seat that I'm in now. Um, As you noted, I am a classically trained marketer. So I spent my career in consumer goods and working some of the world's biggest food companies, midsize and early, uh, early stage startups. Um, workspace design uh, industry I never thought I would work in, um, but I can talk at length about chairs and desk and the <laughs> of your office. Um, and then in the tech industry, helping entrepreneurs uh, with accounting software. But about seven years ago, when I was um, a- in one of my roles that started as a op- wonderful opportunity, it's when I became blindsided by burnout. Um, and because of my own experience, I had to understand it. And in that journey uh, where I recognized that working harder was no longer working, which for me, being from Detroit, that meant the math was no longer mathing. <laughs> um, I had to really dig in and just start to explore. And I, I recognized how burnout was rampant. Um, and this was before the pandemic. It was just that we lacked the language, the know-how. and I, I liken it and called it uh, hustle culture's dirty secret because mm-hmm. it existed. We just, w- we weren't talking about it. Um, and so that is how I moved into this journey. And it really got amplified when my therapist put me on timeout 
um, mm. literally put me on timeout. And that is how I started to understand the power of taking time uh, to breathe and to find relief and I eat play hooky. And so that is how I came to create my company, Hooky Wellness. And since creating it in 2019, I've just been on the journey to help people fundamentally understand what burnout is, isn't, and what they can do about it. We have all these uh, training programs for so many other facets of life, but burnout is something that currently is impacting over 86% of professionals, yet we act as though it's something that um, it's a matter of if, not when, but -hmm. burnout is a matter of when. It just happens. It's a part of high achieving um, lifestyles, those who want to do the most, uh, but still have limitations on their bandwidth, like because they're human. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's me from a professional sense, but Personally, I live in Charlotte. I'm originally from Detroit and I've been a domestic nomad in between. Um, So traveled from the Midwest. um, So Detroit, Chicago, Cleveland, Kansas City, San Francisco, and now Charlotte, um, which we're calling home. Um, I'm a mother to a uh, 20-month-old. I am a wife. I love to cook. I love to experience new and fun things. Um, I will pick up a hobby like that and then I'll put it down right after. <laughs> um, any kind of wellness experience is my happy place, especially if it involves a massage table. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's a little bit about me and how I came to be in the seat that I'm in. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. And I I feel like your experience of burnout and how you came to it is how so many of us did. Like, unknowingly, it just happened. And you're like, why am I so exhausted? Why do I feel like crap? Why is all the stuff that used to make me happy not feeling good anymore? And I feel like I know that you said, you know, it's hustle culture's dirty secret. And it also happens to be a badge of honor that we all wore for a really long time. And I think a lot of people still do. I think we've seen a big shift in the tides of how people think about it. But what maybe we're not seeing a lot of is what you're doing is the support and the education around it from both an individual standpoint, but then also within the organization. So the the work that you're doing, you know, I know for a fact is so important and I'm grateful that you're doing it. Thank you. Uh, it's, it's a journey. I'll tell you that because it's mm-hmm. one of those spaces where I'm not only helping others, but I also am continuing to educate and support myself. I left corporate to move into entrepreneurship, which uh, one of the (laughs) best breeding grounds for burnout. And so it's how to understand the current situation and the tools that I've learned and employ with others. And how is it applicable in this new space? Um, I'm really set on education because once we know something, we can see it coming and we can understand how to mitigate it. One of the most challenging things about burnout and the way that the world currently Um, supports it is that we look at it as a matter of burnout recovery. Mm. We wait until things get bad enough to get support. Um, We wait until someone really needs it to help them understand how to find a therapist or what a coach is for or what wellness practices are for. But we really, when you look at this wellness continuum in the US, we're anchored in this space of oh, when something broke or needs to be healed, then we do something. And we really need to shift into the other side of it, which is more about preventative and a wellness mindset and really speaking to a space of how do we bring in longevity and help you thrive? Because as someone who has had multiple experiences with burnout, you definitely want to handle it early because that Mm -hmm. later stage is, it's very, very hard to get out of. And that's the part of burnout that does not ever come with the badge. That's when people really start to um, 
shirk away from everything and you might find that they become reclusive and start stop losing using their voices that's when that's that that slippery slope and tipping point in burnout that really isn't discussed um because we talk about it as you said oh people thought of it as a badge the busyness of the burnout was mm-hmm. the badge the burnout experience and symptoms has never been something people are proud of but they didn't know what else to do yeah. so i'm glad that you highlighted that yeah and ever, as you're saying all of this it's making me also see how closely equated we manage burnout with the way that we just live life in Western culture. We live, even in Western medicine, it's a very Band-Aid, put this on top, fix the root, you know, don't go to the root cause, just fix the symptoms. Whereas I love what you're saying, feels like a much more Eastern, natural approach of let's be proactive. Let's take care of ourselves every day, no matter what. And then if we did for some reason get to burnout, then we already have those tools. So I've never thought about it that way before, but I can see it so clearly now. So, well, my work is done. Yeah, right. (laughs) And bye. (laughs) (laughs) So we're sort of like nerding out on this idea of of burnout and and what you do, but I want to talk about it around this idea of being fully charged versus Mm -hmm. living in low power mode and, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to achieve and be your greatest self in low power mode just feels like you just think about it and you're like, that doesn't sound right. So give me a sense for what we're talking about here when we're thinking, you know, living fully charged versus in that low power space and how that impacts us. Absolutely. So I love the, I love to use metaphors. So uh, the one of low power mode is something that is ever present as I am one that forgets to charge their phone when they're in the house. (laughs) They only realize it when I'm leaving, like, oh, oh, I should have. But when it comes to the space of burnout and energy management, operating in low power mode is really about uh, doing what you need to do to preserve what little energy you have left. And when you look at where we are as a world right now, majority of culture is in low power mode. We were used to operating in that, but we, before the pandemic and before the happenings of the past three and a half years, but now we're in a constant low power mode and we haven't quite got fully back charged. Um, It's like when you have an, your iPhone's a little older, all of a sudden your charge isn't holding as long. Mm -hmm. Um, But we think about low power mode when it comes to smartphones. We get it. It's like, it's where your phone automatically reduces the amount of energy that it's exerting. They send you notifications to tell you that the setting's turning on. It change and adjusts your settings so that it is naturally conserving the energy. But when it comes to us as humans, we don't have settings. We don't have notifications. We don't have anything that is automatic. We just are in it and don't even realize it. And so when it comes... To burnout in general, burnout is by definition the physical, emotional, and mental exhaustion that is brought on by chronic and prolonged stress. That just automatically puts you into low power mode. And so when you're in that space, it's a matter of doing the most important things that need to be done. Because just like your phone, that's not the time you want to download a a, a hundred meg deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, to do something new. It's not the time that you want to learn how to do something new necessarily. It is that time where you focus in on what needs to be done, uh, what needs to be done now, and how well does it need to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, so really when you're operating in low power mode, it's just a different way of thinking about prioritization mm-hmm. and also to think about how am I going to recharge? Like it when you see your phone is low, in low power mode, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I need to get it on a charger. 
I need to give my phone a break. And that's the same type of mindset we need to have with ourselves. If we recognize that like one of the early warning signs of burnout is a complete exhaustion. That's where no amount of sleep, rest, naps is really helping you feel recharged or replenished. If you start to notice that early warning flag, then your first question should be, how am I going to start to recharge? How am I going to get back on that charger? And there are various ways to recharge, and we can talk about those as we go forward. But that's one of the first things is recognizing that you're in low battery mode, recognizing one of your first priorities should be, how do I get charged? And then also, how do I focus on the most important things so that I can exert that limited energy I have on the things that I need to get done? Hmm. Yeah, it makes so much sense. And I'm just loving this connection to charging our devices because it's so true. Like how much care we give. I, w- I was thinking I put my charger, my phone on the charger every single night when I go to bed and it wakes up with a full charge. Granted, I also gen charge myself and go to sleep. But like I, I'm so concerned about that versus like some nights maybe I go to bed super late because I'm like, ah, screw it, whatever. I'm going to stay up, you know? The, the attention we give to our phones. I'm charging it while I'm driving just to yep. make sure it has enough power to get me through. Like, I'm so scared of it dying. But it's like, we don't think about our bodies that way and how much energy we're giving out and what we need. Yeah. And one of the things that always comes to mind when I think about um, those metaphors, like when you have a phone and how you can, how you like mindlessly swipe, mm. or I don't know if you have that where you're like, what was I even looking at? I was just swiping. And we do that in our real life as well, where we're exerting energy and doing things because we're used to doing them. We think we have to do them. We don't even think about doing it. And we're like, I'm just taking action. I'm just doing all the things because I do all the things. And so in that same vein is how do you stop mindlessly swiping in your life? Because that's exerting energy. And once again, you want to make sure whatever you're putting energy towards is the things that actually matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's, we, we think about our phones and we give our, our phones so much care, but how about ourselves? Um, to your point, you said you charge it at night, you charge it when you're in the car. It's like those small actions you do can help extend your battery life and help you recharge it. Like when I hit low power mode on my phone, I know reduce my brightness, turn off the Bluetooth, close all the apps. What are those things that you're doing for yourself? When you're like, oh, I'm so tired. What did you take off of your plate? How did you find space to do a mini recharge? Like you charge it in the car. Can you also do um, so, uh, an active meditation mm-hmm. when you're out and about? What are those small ways to give you a little boost before you can hit the charger or take uh, a much larger time off to recharge yourself? Mm, I I'm just like obsessed with this way of thinking about it. It just makes so much sense. It's just like, just really clicks. Okay. So we're saying low power mode versus fully charged. Mm-hmm. G- give me a sense. How are we feeling when we're fully charged? How do we stay fully charged? Is it even possible to stay fully charged? Now that is the question. Um, <laughs> when you are feeling closer to fully charged, Mm -hmm. I'll even say, um, which is the opposite of how you feel when you feel burned out. So you do feel rested. Uh, You wake up replenished. We wake up with actual energy to tackle the day. Um, You start to feel clear. 
Um, and it doesn't mean that you have everything figured out, especially if you're an entrepreneur that is ever changing, but at least for some glimmer of your day or week or even month, you have clarity on, I'm going to do this right now. Mm -hmm. um, there is an energy and excitement for being involved in life, whether that be being involved in the work that you do and being involved in your social life. So doing things that bring you joy outside of the work that you do. What's always surprising to people when, when you start to look at burnout and how it impacts you, you pull away from the very things that bring you joy and can help you find relief. And so when you're charged, it's the opposite. You want to be immersed. You want to connect with others. You want to try things that can be fun. You want to explore uh, new places. You want to learn. You want to grow. Um, but once again, it's not a matter of things being perfect, but it's really a, an interest and hunger and being present and an ability to be present wherever you are. Mm -hmm. So that is how I think about being closer to fully charged or fully charged. Now, the question of, can we? Mm -hmm. that, that, that's a very real question. And no one's ever asked me that. And I never thought about it in that way. But to be honest, I don't, I don't think any of us are really running on a full battery right now or have the true capability to do so just by nature of the way the world is going. Mm -hmm. I don't have to lay it out for everyone. We live in the same world. There's a lot of stuff going on and it's a lot of stuff going on at the same time. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to what is our goal, that is something that's really on a personal level of like, how do I want to feel? How, what do I want my, my outlook to be? What, how much do I want to have in my life? And that's really, really comes down to a lot of introspection and being honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things I see a lot with clients is, uh, and have even had it myself, is where we have these big, hairy, audacious goals, but we don't recognize the limitations on our bandwidth and energy at that point in time. And it's in that the magic is in that honesty of saying, you know what, I can't do all of that right now, but I can do this. And for me, I highly recommend to all of my clients in the world that they build their burnout battle team. And one of the biggest biggest players on that team is your therapist. And my therapist had to be honest with me the other day as I was like, you know what? I saw this friend, fellow entrepreneur, and she takes a week off every month. And I was like, I mean, my company is Hooky Wellness. I take talk about hooky days. I'm going to do a week off every month. And my therapist was like, where are you going? <laughs> Can you really do that right now? And so what we were able to back into is based on what my goals are and what else is going on in matter of priorities in life, I can't do that. But what I can do is work my way towards my four-day work week and take up one day a month that is my hooky day. And then over the course of time, I will build up to do more slash do less. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. But it's being honest about it because what we'll, we'll find if you're not honest is that you'll get into this cycle that can intensify your burnout because you're setting these big, hairy, audacious goals, but you don't have the bandwidth to pursue them and deliver on them. And it creates this disappointment and this escalation. And so stepping back and being in realizing, oh, you know what? This goal I've set four times and haven't hit four times. Maybe it's because I actually can't right now. Right. So resetting your goal, realigning. And one of the things my, uh, a friend said to me, she was like, I, she helped, she gave me some language and it's really a matter of, I am reassessing and realigning based on my capacity. Mm -hmm. I, I was like, thank you, friend. 
I needed to hear that. So I'm passing that one along here as well. (laughs) I think it's so important that you say that too, because when we set that big goal and we're seeing people all around us on Instagram, all of these women, it's incredible, right? We're living in this space where people are making more money than ever before, or at least that's what it feels like because it's like the 1% of people on Instagram. But regardless, it's great for them, but it makes us feel like there's all this stuff that we need to do. And so then we don't hit that goal. And then we feel like crap for not hitting that goal. And we feel like we can't realign because we feel like that that's accepting defeat. And so I really, really like the permission to know our seasons change. We ebb and flow and we get to, we get to realign consistently and whenever we need to. And in fact, you're going to do better in the world if you give yourself that space and you really choose what feels aligned with your energy and your, you know, your bandwidth at any given moment. Absolutely. Um, but being honest in that, it's one of the hardest things to do. So hard. Mm-hmm. Absolutely one of the hardest. I'm literally in the midst of that right now. Um, so I have an annual hookie day campaign, which is it's the fifth annual where I encourage professionals to take a day off for burnout relief. It's basically a skip day for burnout relief. And it's the fifth annual. And after some nudging with friends, I was like, oh, I'm going to finally do an event. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a sp- I have a space. I have this, I have that, I have that. And then last week I was like, but I don't have the energy mm-hmm. that I need to deliver on this in the way that I want uh, and the way that I would want my guests to expect. And so I had to rescope it and I scoped it down and it's a lot less people, but it still allows me to do an event. I still have that experience and I get to learn from it and who knows what it will turn into. But I just had to do that very thing that I coach and educate and mentor people on with my stuff. And it was just like so hard because it's, but I want to, but I should do, but isn't this what I'm supposed to do? But it's whatever you're supposed to do is what you choose to do and how you choose to do it. And you hit the uh, nail on the head, which is what is the season you're in dictating you can't actually do? Because in my head, I can do all the things, but then I forget I have a 20 month old. (laughs) Um, We also have some other seasons of change and in personal life and it's being realistic about it. And, but overnight, once I made that decision, I woke up so much lighter and with, with less stress because I was honest and realistic about my life. And that's what, you know what? That's what I'm aiming to do is just how do I take out unnecessary stress out of my life? Um, because so much of that is is self-imposed that we don't recognize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Com- couldn't agree more. And what you mentioned there at the end, like that feeling of relief, it's like, that's how you know. Like for me, I can, I, it almost like feels light versus dark when I think about something that's aligned versus not aligned. And a lot of that has to do with the energy I have to give it. I can really like sense that. I mean, that takes, it's taken on many years of trying to be more mindful and intuitive, but the same thing for you and all of us feel that in some way, whether we recognize it or not. And that sense of relief of letting something go that wasn't a fit for whatever reason, like, oh, okay. I feel like I can, like, life is in balance again, you know? Yes. Yes. You, I completely agree. (laughs) So looking ahead, you've mentioned having your burnout battle team. What are one or two more things that we can do, as you're saying, to be more proactive about burnout in our everyday lives? Yeah. So you're absolutely right. Is having your burnout battle team. Uh, this is the team that I like to say, um, well, I don't know if I can cuss, but it's to help keep or get your shit together. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And so it is a multidisciplinary team that you should have slotted. You should know who's on your roster at all times. And so it ranges from your therapist to someone in wellness, to a career coach, to a number of other seats, even in your personal life. These are individuals that you can go to get a perspective on what's going on, whether it be true advice, whether it be actual guidance or actual coaching. You can't do this by yourself. You don't get into burnout by yourself and you won't get out of it by yourself. Um, and so this burnout battle team can really help you um, before you think things are bad enough to mm -hmm. some help. And so that is one of the things that absolutely proactively to do. Another thing I always talk about, I mean, cookie wellness is get, take your breaks, proactively taking breaks. And um, that's another thing that I see is people know that they're feeling exhausted, know that they're feeling overwhelmed, but don't have time for a break. And so it's proactively putting that on your calendar. And so at a minimum, I recommend that people take, I, I call them hooky days. It's just more fun than a mental health day. Uh, but I recommend you put at least one hooky day on your calendar, a quarter, mm. just pick a day each quarter Step one is block it off. That's all you got to do. And so it's not a matter of, oh, I meant to take a time off uh, last month. Oh, I meant to. Oh, I was going to. But this got scheduled and this got that. If you're like me, especially entrepreneurs, you live and breathe by your calendar. And so block your calendar for yourself. And so doing that in advance helps you find and build in relief into the schedule. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're like my friend and some others, yes, do a whole week a month or mm -hmm. more. That is what we can all aspire to, but I'm about baby steps and how do we get there? So those are two of the actions that I'd recommend. And then just the final third is recognize that you will continually have to give yourself permission to learn, to grow, to change, um, to mess up to not be perfect because no one is and that doesn't exist, uh, to burn out and to experience burnout. It is not a slam on you. Um, it is something that happens. I, I always say it's something that happens when you try to give more than you have to give. Mm. And right now, we don't recognize and often discount how much just existing is taking out of us. And so it's part of the process, but the power is that you can recognize it you can say, hey, something's going off. I'm not feeling right. And you can start to deploy the tools that you have, em embrace the team that you have to start to mitigate those symptoms, get ahead of it and start to adjust and pivot. Um, we pivot in business, just like we can pivot in our mental health wellness and our burnout relief. And so it's iterative. And that's that's that can be fun because you get to explore the different ways and tools to bring you relief. So those are three things I'd recommend. So helpful. So helpful. And everything you've shared here has been incredibly valuable. Like I said, I like truly love this way of thinking about it. I think it will help certain things click with people that maybe haven't clicked before because it's such a familiar concept. Um, but before we shift gears, I'm wondering if there's one thing, if listeners walk away with nothing but this, what would that be? Play hooky more often. Mm -hmm. I think Ferris Bueller got it wrong. Um, <laughs> I'm going to pick with him, but when it all comes down to it, and the reason I'm always about the idea of playing hooky is because there is a little rebellion in there. Mm -hmm. And just the act of, and even the words of saying, I'm going to play hooky, that like, it just makes people stand up a little stronger. And it's little bouts of rebelliousness for yourself. Um, and so the power in that day is you can do whatever you need to find relief. It is not a day to slack off and to just shuck all of your responsibilities. Please don't do that. I, I'm not 
I am team keep a job. Um, yeah. <laughs> use your benefits. Um, and if you are prof- if you are an entrepreneur, be be mindful of your schedule. But you need those days. That is being responsible as adult is to put your own relief on your calendar or not on your list of priorities. And so play hooky more often. It's just fun. And your friends will want to do it with you. Yeah. And as entrepreneurs too, I'm sure you've experienced this. I've experienced it. When I give myself that space, I'm so much more creative. I'm so much more excited. I'm so much more innovative. Like you, we think we need to think ourselves into every single thing, but actually giving yourself the space, closing down all the freaking tabs in your brain actually benefits your business in so many ways. And I think a lot of people don't give them the space to figure themselves the space to figure that out. Yeah, it is proven Mm -hmm. that um, space and uh, different tools of relief are really beneficial. Like the idea of play. So I really anchor everything into the four pillars of mental wellness, which are growth, rest, play, and community. Mm -hmm. And so especially play and rest are really proven to help your brain breathe is what I like to say. Um, And so when you're feeling stuck, you're feeling a lack of creativity, you're feeling um, a cognitive fog taking a step back and doing something other than work and other than thinking is actually what will help you think better. So you are spot on and the de- the data and evidence backs you up on that one. Yes. Yes. Okay. Let's change gears as much as I think we could probably talk about this for another two hours. Um, tell me what you're getting intentional about in your life. I'm getting intentional about what I'm putting into the world and doing it consistently. Um, that's one of the things I've had to to be realistic about. I've I've been one of those entrepreneurs with the big, hairy, audacious goals, mm-hmm. um, and I still have them. I'm just going to break them down into smaller goals. And so, step one is getting more people to play hooky. Um, and so, I am actually doing my first hooky day experience in Charlotte next month, where I'm doing a curated burnout relief event, um, where I am bringing in different practitioners for mental wellness. Um, we're going to play some games. We're going to fly some kites. We're going to eat and drink good and meet some other professionals that are putting their well-being first. So that is what I'm being really intentional about, um, is bringing that experience to life um, in a smaller, curated, uh, very real way. So, um, and just getting more people to play hooky. So, um, with it, I'm having people like commit to taking a hooky day mm-hmm. in the next 90 days. So hookyday2023.com, uh, you can sign up and you get an auto out of office guide, which is a step-by-step checklist on how to get out of the office and leave the stress behind, um, as well as some other tools and resources. Cause I know it's not always as easy as it seems to be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that idea. And where can listeners connect with you outside of the podcast? Awesome. So the best place to connect with me is on Instagram. So I am Chill Sergeant. Um, yes, Chill Sergeant. <laughs> I also have a handle for Hooky Wellness. Uh, that is my most active um, handle. And then I'm also on LinkedIn. Um, so you can find me on LinkedIn. I follow, I share articles and other resources and tips on both Instagram and LinkedIn. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here today and sharing with us. I genuinely really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It was awesome to talk with you. Yes. And thank you everyone for tuning in. We'll catch you on another episode of Mindset Reset Radio.